We are live. Welcome to Living Light Outdoors this morning. We want to uh, thank you for joining us this morning and being here with us. And uh, hopefully you're having a great Sunday morning. It's um, just into June. We are having a great time with that and thankful that uh, that we've had the spring that we've had so far. It hasn't been the greatest of the world, but it is happening for us anyway. We just wanted to, to come in here and share a word with you this morning. I've got... Um, been kind of on that series where I, some of the things I'd read from a from a study, um, and it, it kind of has this this theme of a guide and 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 a you know like a wilderness guide if you will or a teacher, and so I want to bring that to you some more. We we, we have some more I want to share um, today. I want to bring to you the mystery of the rains, the mystery of the rains, and I and I hope that you find this um, right in your wheelhouse this morning. I hope it it brings you to a place where you fully understand what's going on in your life and in the lives of those around you and in ministry itself. So with that, we're going to jump into this this morning, the mystery of the rains. It didn't happen often, but when it did, it was dramatic. It was a desert rain. The teacher and I watched the downpour through my window. The scriptures speak of an outpouring of the Spirit, the rain of the Spirit. What's the connection between the Spirit and the rain? The rain pours down from the sky and it gives life to the land. The rain pours down from heaven and give life to those who receive it. An outpouring causes barren land to revive and become fruitful. I had an opportunity to spend some time in New Mexico in that desert setting, if you will. Um, it grew on me. I, I actually came to really love the desert. There's a lot of unique things that take place in the desert. There, there's, there's life where you don't expect it, I guess. Um, one of the things that we did learn when you're in the desert is when you see green, when you see something green growing, when you see maybe grass or, or, or a, a few trees, I guarantee you there's water present. There, there's some form of a stream or maybe a, a well or something that's right there causing that life. So that water brings life to, to that dry ground. And, and it's such a cool thing to see and experience. And God spoke to me in many, many ways while in the desert. Um, and I, and I love that. I love how he brings himself to life in that barren land. And, and I think, uh, there's, there's some teaching on that and maybe we'll get to it in one of these about the wilderness and why God uses the wilderness to speak to us plainly, but an out and this outpouring happened when on the day of Pentecost, but there's a mystery you see, there wasn't just one rain in Israel. There were two distinct rains, one in the autumn and the other in the spring. Now, I can't imagine that in Oklahoma that we only had two rains, one in the spring, one in the autumn. Although the spring, it has started raining sometime early spring and it hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> um, we're, we're just now getting to the point where you can go mow your lawn without your life jacket on. But it's, it's, you know, it's finally starting to, to maybe settle down and dry out. We've had a lot of water this spring. But two distinct rains, one in the autumn and the other in the spring. So if there are two rains in Israel, then would it not also follow that there would be two such outpourings of the Spirit in the age? It would follow. Isaiah chapter 44, verses 3-4 through four says this, For I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields, and I will pour out my Spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. And in the book of Joel, God promises to send both the former rain and the latter rains 
and to pour out his spirit on the last days. And that which was barren will bear its fruit, and that which was dead will come alive again. Joel chapter 2, verse 23 to 26 says this, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord for God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. That's a, that's a great passage of Scripture, Joel, talking about the former rain and the latter rain, how God's going to send both. And, and again, we, we, we think of, when we see some of this, we think of the physical, the, the actual rain that falls. Obviously, um, Rhonda and I have got a, a beautiful little garden going this year. It's like everything we put in the ground is is going nuts. It's, it's growing like crazy. I don't know what we're going to do with all this stuff if it actually produces fruit from everything we've stuck in the ground. We're going to have a pile of peppers, I can tell you that. we got pepper plants going everywhere. We've got squash plants going everywhere. we got mounds of okra. Uh, we got carrot sprouts everywhere. We, this is going to be cool. I mean, it, this is something unique. We have a lot of fun with it. We're not great gardeners. Um, I actually weeded. <laughs> I, I don't weed very often, but, but I actually weeded part of the garden yesterday, and it, it looks really good. She was really surprised. And and uh, but we we have we have a lot of fun with our gardening. We have tomato plants, and and I'm just thinking, man, if our peppers and all of our and all of our tomatoes go like it's supposed to, we're gonna have some salsa. We're gonna have to figure out how to make some salsa this year. But with all of that, it has to have water. This spring has been exceptional. We uh, we've actually planted some of our garden in the rain. I mean, it was actually raining. Rhonda had her little raincoat on, her rain boots, and although she did discover a rain boot had a leak got her sock wet but but we've uh we you know we planted it and, and it's been so wet that everything has just blossomed it's it's just grown immensely and, and it's been awesome it's been fun but there are times when it gets really dry and when it does get dry what do you have to do if you don't water things are going to die if, if the rains don't come things are going to dry up and wither away so, so there's there's so much that you can parallel from a physical life to a spiritual life. You know, guys, if you're not being watered on a regular basis, you're going to dry up. You're not going to have anything to offer anyone. But if you allow the rain of the Spirit to pour into you on a regular basis, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to have things to give to others. Man, what a cool analogy. Such a simple thing that God uses in these, in these, in these little, just little passages of Scripture that, that mean so much if we pay attention to them. Let's move on. We're going we're gonna to move to Acts chapter 2. Now, this is where we find uh, the disciples uh, in the upper room. They said there was about 120 of them gathered in the upper room, and they are waiting on, on the promise that Jesus said is coming. He said, go and wait, and I will send the comforter to you. And, and so here they are in this upper room, and, and, we, and we find um, where, where obviously we, we read the passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 2 where there was all of a sudden the sound of a rushing mighty wind, and it was as if tongues of fire set down upon each one of them. They began to speak in other tongues. The folks on the street began to hear them, and they're, and they're saying, hey, that guy's talking in my native language. 
And, and, and so now somebody says, hey, you know, these guys are probably just drunk, you know. So we find in Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 14, this is Peter's sermon that he gives following this outpouring. Verse 14 says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice, and he said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2. We're going to pick it up in verse 28 through 32. Starting with, with um, well, where am I at here? We're going to go back before that, actually. Uh, starting with verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servant and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And in, and in Acts chapter 2, verses 21, and this is again, this is quoting from Joel 2. Peter says, verse 21, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a, what a beautiful passage of scripture as, as he reflects Joel 2. Um, and you'll actually find that in Joel 2, verse 28 through 32, if I read my notes right. This is what I'm reading to you is out of Acts chapter 2. Um, it's, it's Peter simply quoting what the prophet Joel had said so long ago, that there'll be this, this latter day rain, this, this former rain and the latter rain. And, and God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh that, 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 that young men will, will see visions and old men will dream dreams. And I guess I can verify that because I dream some wild dreams. God gives me dreams. He wakes me up in the middle of the night. He shows me things. I have to get up and write them down. Um, many of you have heard the, the sermon, I heard a noise or I heard a sound. Uh, that literally was in a dream. In, in the dream, I literally heard the sound of chairs being scooted back away from the table. That, that, that sound it makes when, when multiple chairs are scooted back away from the table. And what God showed me was this, this table full of eagles, if you will. They, they, they pushed their chairs back and they all came to attention. They all stood up. And, and it was this, this timing, this, you know, this incredible thing. God shows us stuff. He, he gives us visions. He shows us dreams. He speaks to us through multiple ways. He pours out his spirit on all flesh. We have to be paying attention for these things. That's those wilderness experiences where God takes us out into the desert and he pours in the latter rain and, and, and it revives things inside of us and it speaks boldly to what's going on around us in our lives. Look around us today. Holy cow, the chaos of life today, the, 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 the actual unfolding of scripture. I, I'm, I'm in awe. I, I don't know why. I don't know why this surprises me. But, but I've heard of these scriptures. I've heard of these passages of scripture. I've heard of this, this talk of a coming day all my life. I've never seen it unfolding as I do today. There is no doubt in my mind. There's, there's no mistaken in my mind that the, the, the passages of scripture that have been spoken, some have already come to pass. Many are we're right in the middle of it right now. And there's some just ahead of us, not very far in the future. Jesus is coming back soon. That the end of these days are soon. That this this very passage of scripture that he talks about in Acts, 
Man, this stuff was written nearly 2,000 years ago. Think about that. But it's coming to pass right now. We're living it. We're breathing it. Whether it happens in my lifetime or not is, is irrelevant. It's exciting to see what's happening today. It's exciting to see the unfolding across this world, not just here in the U.S. We may have a lot of chaos here in the U.S., but look what's happening across the nations of, of Israel and the Middle East and all the things that are lining up to biblical principle, to biblical explanation, to biblical prophecy that's being played out in front of us right here, right now, right in front of our faces. What an incredible time to be a follower of Christ. What a scary time to not be. Listen, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, if you haven't submitted your life to him, if you haven't surrendered your life to him completely, if you're not living for him, now I'm not talking about living some perfect life. Life sucks. Life can be very difficult. You're going to face challenges. You, you, you ask anybody, if anybody tells you they're not facing a challenge, they're lying to you. Because life in general throws us curveballs that we don't know how to hit sometimes. You've got to learn to see the spin. The only way you hit a curveball is learn to recognize the spin. When you recognize the spin, then you can time your swing and you can smash that thing. Do you know you can hit a curveball out of the park in a home run easier than you can hit a fastball? It doesn't make any sense. But but it's all in relative to the spin of the ball. They're, they're, <laughs> that's a whole nother sermon. You know, life can throw us curveballs, but you can hit them out of the park. And matter of fact, a curveball is easier to hit out of the park, but you have to learn to see it. You've got to learn to see what's being put in front of you. You have to learn to see the controversy that God has brought you into, to see the trying, the challenge, that whatever you may be walking through, it, it isn't some punishment. God doesn't punish us in such manner. He, he, he uses the worldly things around us to build our character, to build our strength, and to build our faith. But we've got to see it. We've got to learn to, to recognize that God's allowing something to happen in our life for reason. It might be reason we don't understand. It might be reason we never come to understanding of. But we have to build this thing called trust. We have to trust God and know that he's with us constantly. The Bible says he will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll never leave us. We were talking the other day. There's a, a song that a, a very dear friend of ours sang. Uh, Martha Kistler used to sing this song. that and I, I don't remember the title of it, but it talked about how that, that God will never leave us begging for bread. He'll never leave us begging for bread. God, God's right there. He takes care of everything we have. He takes care of our needs. He takes care of the challenges if we'll trust him. It might not happen in our time frame. It might not happen as fast as we want it to. It might not happen when we want it to. We might not ever actually see the answers. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't trust and that we shouldn't give everything we have in the process. I had a, a gentleman text me this morning going through a very trying time, very difficult time. And, and you know, and honestly, it seems, and, I, and I'm sure it seems to him, that, that every time he turns around, he's facing a new challenge. He's facing a new struggle. He's facing something he doesn't know how to deal with. And he's growing weary. He's growing tired. You ever been tired? You ever grown weary of the challenge? You ever grown weary of the struggle? You know, the, the thing that God stepped into me this morning to speak back to him was this. God prepared us for such a time as this. He created us for such a time as this. I don't understand the struggles. I don't understand the timing. I don't understand the things that I've walked through. I don't understand the things that you're walking through. All I know is this. From experience, if I put my faith and my trust in God, 
And I realize that he is giving me an opportunity to shine his light to whomever may be seen. I might not even know who's watching, but whoever is watching, they need to see his light in me, not anything else. I'm not saying hide your struggle. I'm saying live your struggle out loud with your faith boldly going out in front of you to show others, you know what? I don't care what the challenge is. I don't care what the struggle is. I don't care how many times I get knocked down in this. My faith is strong. Think of Job. You ever read the book of Job? You should. That's a crazy book. How many times was Job knocked flat on his face? How many times did people come up to him and say, dude, what have you done wrong? Just curse God and die. You'd be better. But what did Job say? Nah, I'm not giving up my faith. I'm not giving up my trust in my God. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I don't know what I've done, but I'm going to trust him to see me through. And look at what happened. God saw him through. Not only did he see him through, but he reprimanded Job's friends. You know, that's a, it's a great story of life today. Many of us fight struggles and battles that we don't understand why we've been chosen to fight them. But God has a plan. He wouldn't have put you in this place if he hadn't given you the strength and equipped you with the things you need to overcome these things. It may seem hard, harder than anything you've ever faced. I've walked through some of those moments in my own life. I, I, have, <laughs> I have questioned God many, many times. I, I have argued with God many times. But ultimately, I've come to the realization that if my faith doesn't stay intact, I have absolutely nothing to stand on. I wouldn't want to face this without him. I wouldn't want to walk in this world today without knowing that I've got my God by my side. He is my rock. He's my anchor. He's my hope. He's my peace. He's my fortress. He's my provision. He is everything to me. There is absolutely nothing else. I can't do what I'm doing today right now without him in me. This isn't me. (laughs) <laughs> this stuff you see that comes out of me, man, it's not me. Now, if it was, if this was just me, you'd never see me. Matter of fact, I'm not sure if it was just me, if I'd even still be on this earth. So I don't have that kind of power inside of me. I, I don't, I don't have any, any of that stuff. You know, I struggle, I face challenges and it's only in faith. It's only through my faith in Christ. It's only through my knowing and believing and understanding that he has me. That he'll never forsake me. He'll never leave me. And he'll never leave me begging for bread. That's what drives me forward. I see his hand at work in my life. I've seen it work in others' lives. I've seen the miraculous. I, I I don't seek the miraculous, but he's shown it to me. I've seen God meet needs. I've seen God bring healing. I've had healing in my own life that made no sense. And he just had to show it to me. God loves you. He's prepared such a time as this for you to walk in. He's created you in such a way to prepare you for this battle today. But you have to accept the challenge. You've got to accept him. You've got to surrender your way of doing things and give your life to Jesus Christ. Surrender. Complete giving up of yourself for him. It is the only way this thing works. It's the only way that we're ever going to overcome 
the challenges and the struggles that we have in our lives right now. I wish I could tell you that I understand what you're going through, and here's the answers. Only thing I know to do is point towards Christ. He is our answer. The cross is empty. He's already paid the price. He's not still hanging there. He's not waiting on you for anything other than your surrender. That's all it takes. When, when you cry out to God and surrender, he will meet you. He, just like Peter walking on the boat when he sank in the water. He's out there walking on the water. He got focused on the storm around him and he sank. He began to drown and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out his hand. He lifted him up. Together they got back to the boat. Together they've gone on. Look at what happened to Peter. Here's Peter standing in the midst of a crowd telling him, no, folks, you don't understand. This is the outpouring of God's spirit on his people. This is what he's called for. This is what Joel prophesied about. This is our time. Let God pour his spirit out on you today. What a beautiful day to not only accept Christ, but allow him to fill you so full of his fire that nobody will ever put you out. Man, I love this. I love this time that we're in. I'm excited. I want you to be excited. Don't be fearful of what's coming. Get excited. Get on the right team. Man, it don't matter because on the right team, you're going to win in the end. You have some battles to endure. You have things that you may have to overcome in your life. But in the end, you're going to win as long as you stay connected to the vine. Amen. Seek out the outpouring of his spirit on your life. Touch your dry ground and make it fruitful. Prepare and receive the latter rains in your spirit. Amen. God bless you guys, man. I hope you're having a great time. I, I, like I said, I, I get so kind of wound up in some of this stuff. I get excited. Let this be your day of Pentecost. Let this be the day that God sets the tongues of fire on your heart and, and, and just burns inside of you a new fire, a new, a new anointing, a fresh oil that pours in that nobody can take from you. It doesn't matter what fate, what you face throughout the rest of this day. Nobody can take your relationship with Christ away from you. They can take everything else, but they can't take that. See, Satan can't cross the bloodline. When you've got the blood of Jesus running in you, Satan can't cross that line. He can't touch you. He can roar. He can scream. He can yell. He can throw rocks, but he can't cross that bloodline. But it's only through Christ that we have that power that we have that stamina, and that we have that endurance. And that's why Jesus said to those who endure till the end, they shall be saved. To those who endure till the end, they shall be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. Let it be done today. Don't wait any longer. We don't have much time left in this world. Life can change. and It says it was just like a vapor. It's like a fog. It's gone in an instant. Don't hesitate. To get your life right with God. He's got things for you to do. He has a plan for you. Remember back in Jeremiah chapter 1. It says I knew you before I reformed in your mother's womb. I'd already set you apart. To be a voice to the nations. He has a plan. Jeremiah 29 11 says. The plan I have for you says. Lord is to prosper you. Not to harm you. To bring you hope in a future. But it's only in him. That you're going to find that. Everything else in this world is temporary. Remember the sermon last week, the serpent's blood. The enemy's blood is cold-blooded. He can't endure. He can't outlast you. He, he, he has to, he's seasonal. 
Ron and I were just talking about that. So the, our enemy is seasonal. He can't stay in the fight. He's got to take a break. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus, for the power to endure the hard times. Amen. Dig in tight. Get your eyes focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord. He will see you through this thing. Surrender to him today. Let him make you whole. Let him bring you peace. Let him bring you joy like you've never experienced. People ask me all the time, how come you're always smiling? Why not? <laughs> I don't have anything not to smile about. Sure, I've got hard times. I've got difficulties. I, I fight through things in my life just like anybody else. But I know something that some don't know. I know I'm going to win in the end. I've read the end of the book. I know what it says. And for those who endure to the end, they shall be saved. To those who overcome. Amen. God bless you guys today. I, I hope this has touched your heart. I hope it's encouraged you. And I, I, one more thing. I hope it has challenged you to get your life in order. To surrender your life to Christ. Wholly, completely. Man, don't play games. Yeah, don't, don't, don't fall into this thing of, oh, well, you know, I did that when I was a kid. You know, I'm good. Really? When's the last time you and Jesus had a conversation? When's the last time y'all walked down a cool path in the evening? When's the last time you just stopped and listened to the things that God has to say to you? Don't don't fool yourself into believing that that you signed a contract and your life's all well. Live it. Breathe it. Someone around you is desperate to see it. I guarantee you. God bless you guys. We love you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for following us on Facebook and the podcast and Everything else we have going on, we we <laughs> this is uh, this has been a, an exasperating time. I'm extremely busy. God has blessed me in the work world, so I am rocking 90 miles an hour right now. My body hurts. My my I'm tired, um, <laughs> but but this part excites me. I, I love coming in here and I love being able to do these things. Uh, I, I sat yesterday and 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 spent some time preparing some messages and kind of getting ahead of myself and man i want to preach them all i, I get so excited then i have then i struggle with okay lord which one is it that i'm supposed to do first because <laughs> I, I you know he just it's so cool to get in his presence and just soak in him and i challenge you to do that today soak in him today amen god bless you guys we love you Ron and i love you we thank you for your support uh man stay in the fight keep your eyes on jesus you you, you can't be defeated if you've got his blood in your veins. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Shoot us a message. Give us a text. Do something. Let us know you're out there. Uh, again, we, we appreciate you. We love you. And uh, we will come back with you. I think we have Warriors Way number three coming to you on Wednesday evening. So be prepared for that. And then we'll bring another message to you on Sunday. There may be things in between. So God bless you. We love you. We appreciate everything. And we will see you again real soon.